You're a bad man. Have you lost your mind? No, ma'am. Have you? <laughs> Greetings, lords and ladies. Aaron Dr. Von Rillock here. Talking about the concept of corruption. So I will begin. What is corruption? Yes, we must correct this incorrect behavior. <laughs> I mean, are we typically hearing narratives on a daily basis? Hmm. Whatever it is, our news source and whatever is the word of a given individual, be he or she or she he or he she or unicorn, <laughs> don't matter, guide or leader. Yeah, I think so. You know, an example of this might be when I read or hear about the Brick Nations, for instance, which is nothing new to me. Think back in the um, mid to late 1980s, I read a book called uh, Preparing for the 21st Century by Paul Kennedy, uh, which disclosed a lot of information and a hell of a lot of numbers regarding the future uh, of economy, uh, science, and technology, and it primarily uh, evolves around the BRIC nations. I'm talking about Brazil, Russia, India, China. So when I read or hear that the BRIC nations are going to clean up the corruption, I hit the bricks. Yeah, particularly of interest here, let's let's just take India as an example. I, I have lots of friends who are Indian, and they're cool, but we're talking about the country and how it's run by its bureaucracy, by its tyrants. Every country has its tyrants, okay? All roads lead to Ram. <laughs> I think it was all roads lead to Rome, but it, I am changing that. It's going to lead to Rome. Yeah. Now, India has made some very good arguments in some video arguments. Uh, I was watching a show on that not too long ago. And these are arguments in terms of what the American military operations have done. Uh, overseas, and then the lack of support for India uh, during its difficulties. I mean, it's it's bordered by two hostile uh, countries on each border. And uh, in regards to America claiming India refuses to, quote-unquote, get off the fence or get off the bench, I think it's get off the sidelines, whatever, yeah, there's a lot of cliches these days, right? Get off the fence and help with Ukraine defending against Russia. But I also take into account that um, 
while the speakers took uh, look sincere, they are from a better social class in India. And this doesn't mean that I'm siding with the uh, a speaker from the United States on, on behalf of American military. But the speakers on the Indian side, they come from a better social class in India. But behind them, I remember from my viewing of films, articles, and books that there are many impoverished Indian people, specifically as a result of such a social casting system. And, and this has been true for what, like uh, a thousand years or something like that? I mean, it's been true for quite a long time. You ever read that book? It's called um, Gautama, the Compassionate Buddha, I think it was. It's a good book. And it talks, you know, that it's a book that uh, reads about the life of Gautama Buddha, the original Buddha. And, uh, you know, him being a prince and all that, and then giving it up to go become the enlightened one. Well, now, in India at that time, they had such a terribly big difference in social class that uh, people literally, I mean, their teeth were falling out, they were starving. Just horrible, right? Now, I do so hope this has changed in more modern times. But I would not bet my last shilling on it. Corruption is a word much abused by both the ignorant and <laughs> the corrupt. Thus, our world is a very complicated and chaotic one. In contrast, in my own teachings, I being a Dr. Verloc, teacher of psionics, I only tell my students of my experiences. Much of my life has been connected to the invisible or so-called supernatural. Not by choice. Um, my arrival at a decision to pursue the paranormal powers was, you know, that was made later, uh, in my late teen years of my life. Prior to this, I experienced being visited by the invisible or what I call disembodied minds, and then pulled out of body, or sometimes just shown certain events in my life, the lives of other people, and events playing out in other parts of the world, uh, the past, the present, and the future. Now, unfortunately, these wondrous miracle-working spirits did not leave me with the lottery numbers, otherwise I would share them with you, okay? <laughs> so I had to throw that in there. You know, they never do that. They, a lot of these um, entities seem to just come in and, and point and click, and where's the reward? And that's that's part of the reason that I went into psionics is to learn to take back the power. Now, what these disembodied minds actually are, I do not say. Perhaps this is because I cannot know by any interpretation as I've been schooled to think in our modern society. That is to say, I cannot know. I do not conclude other than that I detect distinct differences between human souls of those who have departed and then those other beings who inhabit the places in between our world, 
and as for the latter, I refer to them as outsiders uh, or interdimensional beings. Some other authorities in the invisible realms, uh, or authorities on the topic of invisible realms, refer to such beings as uh, gatekeepers. Uh, in the old days, they called them the watchers, and so on and so forth. Uh, we might be speaking of beings such as uh, the great Azazel, right? Uh, and uh, the, the religious may give to these shadowy guardians uh, names like demons or devils, imps, uh, and in, uh, in the past they might have referred to them as the dark gods and so on, the old ones. But I cannot be absolute in my journey, as the good book, as they call it, doesn't always add up to what I've experienced in my life, and that's just that's what I reflect on. In retrospect, it hasn't. So, some are some of these beings are like shadows. Some are invisible. Some are brilliant as the sun. Others are pure, clear, or white light, and may wear a geometric form. Uh, without any kind of curvature in their form. And this might be an expression of their essence or whatever they want to project into my mind. And I'm, I'm going to get back to the subject of corruption in a minute. And so for those of us working in the pursuit of the supernatural and the mysterious, we cannot be what I call absolutist. Okay. Thus, when I turn my mind's eye onto the global theater, as I like to refer to this network of narratives, or uh, what DARPA calls stories these days, I cannot help but detect the assumptions at every turn of the game that the authors of false narratives expect for the majority of people to believe. Unfortunately, vast numbers of people do actually believe whatever is handed to the multitude. This is not necessarily out of uh, stupidity, but rather a form of conditioning. Yes, a form of social conditioning which becomes habit. Our brains tend to do a lot of the background work in terms of habit so that our conscious minds can just sort of just go to sleep or bob along with the song the piper is playing yes and we all know if uh, we stop to think about this that the programming begins in our early years of public school and throughout it continues so so too also into the office I paid particular attention to this. So, also the argument can be made that this conditioning also begins at home. Well, but of course. I mean, our parents, they went to school when they were kids and uh, teenagers, young adults, and so they naturally also would have been conditioned as well. And therefore, what are they going to teach you if they've never broken out of that shell? However, for further consideration of this train of thought I'm on here, I highly recommend that my friends read my ebook, specifically the Vreloc Practical Guides. That's the VPGs, vreloc.com shop. Because these ebooks not only awaken the mind of my friend 
reading these books, but also give unto you the tools to actually do things to make changes in your reality and even the reality of the world around us. Now then, let us walk back over what is the original question posed here. What is corruption? Hmm. Almost instantly, the first thought that comes to mind, as uh, conditioned by my schooled brain here, is when I hear the word corruption, instantly I think of politician, corporation. And this is an interesting side. Uh, this is an interesting sideband thought, like a diversion of sorts, which at length will lead the thinker away from the core question in mind. And this results in a web of distractions. If you don't believe me, try it. Go ahead, uh, sit down for a few minutes and quiet your mind. You do this by listening to your breathing, feeling the rise and fall of your rib cage as you breathe in and out the vital breath of the universe and just relax for a few minutes. Now then, think the word corruption. Notice I'm not asking you to think of the world corruption. We're not contemplating it. I just want you to think the sound of that word. Hold the sound of that word in your mind for a moment. So, do you begin to come to a realization of the most fundamental and elemental form of this word, corruption? Or, does your mind begin traveling outward to attach names of persons to this word, corruption? Like, in other words, are, are you um, deeply... You know, are you deeply sensing the word corruption? Do you begin contemplating it? Or does your mind instantly try to attach other values to the word corruption, such as the name of your local senator? This experiment you might try at different times of the day and on every other day of the week to see if your experiences or your impressions are more or less consistent, right? Chances are that you will arrive at some interesting realizations about yourself. And that is the point. And that is all you need to do for now. Of course, my dear friends, you are still wondering what I'm going to say about the root of the question here. And that is, again, what is corruption. In answer, I can give you my thoughts about this word corruption, though I would also advise not to become too attached to the word, if you understand my meaning. Hmm? Corruption in my mind is simply the deviation from a given path. And the degree of corruption or deviation from a path is equally important to consider. As I tend to believe that we are all of us, you and I both, corrupt in one way or another. I might take example from the story of Christ 
uh, telling his listeners that the person who has not sinned a day in his life, never, never sinned, please cast the first stone. And I know the story goes a little differently than how I've narrated it just now, but the point here is clear that we are responsible for ourselves first and foremost, for our own actions, right? Now, when considering the external world in contrast, filled with rules, laws, populated by other sentient or, well, not so sentient beings, it is easy to begin pointing the finger of blame. However, let us keep in mind that it is the fundamental self-responsibility which is under attack. It is indeed under attack by the power shaping our current society now. And it has been for quite some time, right? It's clearly visible within the Marxist ideology that is floating around out there in our schools, universities, institutions, uh, backed by policymakers, promoted by celebrities. Uh, we may even begin to see this ideology forming in the new DAO communities of Web3. Uh, that's D-A-O, DAO. I recently podcasted about this, wherein Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, DAO. A person can be fired from that organization by members on the blockchain voting the person out. Yeah, a new hive mind culture to make the past of communism look like a walk in the park and people, especially the younger folks, stand ready to accept this as the new normal. Whatever the question is that you have about events in the world, my first step in deciphering the patterns is to dissolve the control words from my own mind first and look at the actual movement of affairs in the world, particularly true of following money trails. Money talks, shit walks, and that has not changed in any way whatsoever. Not in today's world, and unlikely in the decades ahead. Good news is, however, that I am and have been working to reshape the world circuit, the world that we live in, and many of the puppet policymakers are now rushing in to ensure that society embraces a new, transparent money system that we can all easily reap the benefits from. You can invest in it and use it. We only need to get the old tax devils out of the way and other such forms of these controllers because crypto tokens do not behave as money. Actually, these tokens can be used for things like voting. And let's be honest, the idea that digital tokens transparent Anybody can see this activity on the blockchain who's willing to take the time to look at it. That digital voting, that that idea scares the living daylights out of control freaks, politicians, also known as criminals. Lords and ladies, please remember, I have a QR code on my podcast that you may donate to help fund my great work here. 
or get started in my training videos to make the world obey. Until next time, I want to remind you all to keep the magic high. This is their Dr. Von Verlock, signing out. <laughs>